0: Star Wars Some by Summit episode 2561. Today, well, because Lucasfilm is celebrating its 50th anniversary later this year, I thought I would start taking a look at a little bit of Lucasfilm history and also because of some other nonsense that was happening online again. And so today, a brief history of presidents of Lucasfilm. Punch it. <laughs> Rebel Rouser. I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy and thank you so much for joining me for it. And first off that I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who said such kind things and sent congratulations and thanks for the occasion of the seventh anniversary of the podcast yesterday. I really appreciate it. It's just it's so wonderful to get that feedback and it means more than you will ever know. So thank you so much for taking the time to say something nice about me and about the show, I really appreciate it. All right, so Lucasfilm history and presidents of Lucasfilm. So, you know, as I started looking into this, I you know wanted to find out you know who the first president of Lucasfilm was, and you know I figured it must be George Lucas. Lucasfilm was founded in 1971 and for everything that i could find out about it there wasn't exactly a president until 1980 so you know a few years into the company's existence almost a decade practically and Aside from the online research, I was also flipping through George Lucas' A Life by Brian J. Jones, which is probably one of the, you know, best biographies of Lucas out there, and also How Star Wars Conquered the Universe by Chris Taylor of Mashable, and both of them have actually been on the show (laughs) at one point or another over the years, so that's pretty cool to be able to say, but their books essentially confirm something that is, you know, what is on the Lucasfilm Wikipedia page, which is that this guy named charlie Weber was hired as the first president of lucasfilm and up until that time you know the numbers are a little bit different i've seen four i've seen five i've seen quote a handful Unquote, but that there were hardly any employees of Lucasfilm. When it was originally founded, it was just two employees, which were George Lucas and his wife Marcia Lucas. And it wasn't until 1980, in the hiring of this guy, Charlie Weber, that Lucasfilm was put on a footing to be the you know kind of company that would be, you know, a large company that would eventually become the giant conglomerate that Lucasfilm eventually became and then would become part of an even larger conglomerate under Disney. And so, you know, the Wikipedia entry (laughs) about Charlie says that in 1980, Lucas hired Los Angeles-based real estate specialist Charlie Weber to manage the company, telling him that he could keep the job as long as he made money. And Lucas wanted the focus of the company to be on making independent films, but the company gradually became enlarged from five employees to almost 100, increasing in middle management and running up costs. In 1980, after Weber asked Lucas for $50 million to invest in other companies And suggested they sell Skywalker Ranch to do so. Lucas fired Charlie Weber and he ultimately promoted a guy named Robert Grieber, who was the chief financial officer of Lucasfilm, promoted that guy to be the president of the company. So Weber was president from 1978 until 1980. And then this guy, Robert Grieber, who had been a vice president with Merrill Lynch prior to becoming the CFO of Lucasfilm, he was the president then from 1980 until 1984. And then the position was taken over by a guy named Rockford Douglas Norby. Yeah, that's right. He usually went by Doug, apparently. He was previously a senior vice president and chief financial officer at Syntex Corp, which was a Palo Alto-based high-tech drug research firm. And at the time, Lucasfilm was kind of seeing itself as a high-tech firm of a sort. And of course, they were based up in Northern California, which is not too far away from Silicon Valley, also in Northern California. And so he became the president and COO, and Lucas was chairman and CEO, and that lasted from 1985 until 1992. After that, a gentleman named Gordon Radley became president of Lucasfilm, and he had been with Lucasfilm for a number of years already, so he was just promoting up the ranks, basically, and was with Lucasfilm, I think, for 17 years overall until his retirement in 2003. He was somebody who was also apparently very passionate about the Peace Corps and was a very strong advocate for that organization. And after Gordon retired, Micheline Chow became the president and COO of Lucasfilm. She also had previously been the chief financial officer of Lucasfilm. And so she served in the president position from 2003 all the way through 2012 until we arrive at Kathleen Kennedy. And Micheline Chow retired basically at the same time that George Lucas was starting to talk about retirement and brought Kathleen Kennedy on as co-chair. And then she eventually became president of Lucasfilm to which we now arrive in 2021 with Kathleen Kennedy still the president of Lucasfilm. And, you know, part of the reason why I wanted to dig into this was because of the fact that You know, you keep seeing things about how, you know, Kathleen Kennedy is going to get replaced, or that even more ridiculously, George Lucas is going to come back and be the president of Lucasfilm. And, you know, the idea is actually absurd on its face in general, but when you consider the history of Lucasfilm and you realize that George Lucas wasn't actually president of Lucasfilm from 1978 all the way through 2012 when he sold the company, then why on earth would he be coming back as president now? I mean, it was chief financial officers in two cases that were the eventual presidents of Lucasfilm, and the reason why Lucas picked Kathleen Kennedy as his successor was because she had an understanding of both the creative side and the business side of running a company. Lucas was somebody who you know, focused on the creative side of things. And yes, you know, he built up these companies and had the vision to do things like ILM and Skywalker Sound and, you know, the unit that eventually became Pixar and so on and so forth. But the president's position is not his bag, it's never been his bag. And so, you know, the notion of him coming back to do that is just ridiculous. Just, ah, I just saw it one too many times and decided, you know what, I'm gonna dig into this and see what the deal is with people running Lucasfilm over the years, and so there you go. And, you know, I'm sure he's got a lot to do with his museum right now anyway. So, you know, aside from, you know, being a dad and a grandfather and a husband and all that good stuff too so yeah there you go a brief history of presidents of Lucasfilm and that is going to do it for this episode of the show it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be